Part two, chapter thirteen of Life and Lillian Gish. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Michael Fascio. Life and Lillian Gish by Albert Bigelow Payne. Part two, chapter thirteen. Hearts of the World. October found them safely home. After all their wish to get there, America seemed a poor place, uninteresting, flat, tepid, futile. Its people had little idea of what was going on, over there. No wonder the returning soldiers could not settle down to a humdrum life of work. It was the thing next to impossible. Mary Gish and her daughters found their nerves on attention. Blasting in the street made them jump. The strain had been terrible. Mrs. Gish had lost thirty-five pounds. She would never be quite the same again. Dorothy, by her own statement, had lost ten pounds. Lillian is brave. Besides, she couldn't afford to lose. She gained a whole pound. Lillian had no desire to go back, yet was sorry it was all over. Sometimes, looking back, it seemed to her that she had been dreaming. Hearts of the World was shown for a tryout at Pomona, California, on Monday, March 11th. 1918, and during the rest of the week at Clune's Auditorium, Los Angeles. Both Lillian and Dorothy had studied and worked very hard for this picture, and it had been obtained at the risk of their mother's life and their own. It deserved success, and it had it. Lillian, as the heroine of the story, captured and mistreated, gave a beautiful and pathetic presentation of her part. Dorothy, the little disturber, a strolling singer, had a role suited to her gifts. A lute under her arm, she romped through the ward scenes with a jaunty swagger, which, set to music, was irresistible. A London street girl had provided the original. Lillian discovered her one day, and followed her about, to copy her artistic points. Bobby Heron was the hero-lover of the story. A very good story, on the whole, though it was the ravage and desolation of war that was the picture's chief value. On April 4, Hearts of the World was presented at the 44th Street Theatre before an invited audience. When, on the following evening, the theatre was open to the public, seats sold by speculators brought as high as five and ten dollars. There were long runs everywhere. In Pittsburgh, the picture broke all records for any theatrical attraction in that city. The writer of these chapters saw the film at this time, and again, with Lillian, in 1931. A good deal of it was remembered vividly enough. It had been the first World War picture, and it remained one of the best. The trench fighting was terribly realistic. There were scenes taken on the field that were war itself. Always the action is swift. Toward the end of the picture, where Lillian and Bobby are defending themselves against the German assault, it becomes fairly breathless. Throughout, the picture has a tender quality, in spite of its cruel setting. But there are exceptions to this, one especially. Lillian in the hands of a German, whipped because she cannot handle a big basket of potatoes. Did the beating hurt? I asked. Terribly. I was padded, but not nearly enough. My back bore the marks for weeks. Mother was fearfully wrought up over it. She approved the picture, as a whole. Thought it better than many of those made today. She was not far wrong. There was more sincerity of intention more earnest work. At one place, the heroine, through the shock and agony of war, becomes mentally unhinged. 
Lillian's portrayal of the gradual approach of this broken condition was as fascinating as it was sorrowful. End of Part 2 Chapter 13